Amen. You know, we had an awesome time closing out the year, and, you know, last week was really an awesome thing for me. You know, I, I had a chance to give the last uh, message of the year, and, and we really look back on Thanksgiving unto the Lord and hoping for new things in this year. And, you know, we're in a new series. Yes, we're new year, new series, and uh, we're going to be looking at um, the Gospel of John, and, and the series that we're starting is, is Who is Jesus, right? So we're going to be examining the life of Jesus, the person and the life of Jesus. And you know what? Pastor Mark, he's so gracious. Uh, he let me close out the year with the message. And this morning, uh, let's welcome our very own elder, Dave O.C. Amen. Brother Dave. It's so awesome that, that we have uh, our elders who just jump at the opportunity to share God's word. But let's, let's pray this morning. Lord, we just thank you again for... Just a privilege it is to come and to hear your word. And we thank you, Lord, that your word always uh, produces fruit in our life. And so um, we just say that we're open this morning, open to hear your word. Thank you, Jesus, that we can uh, start this year with a a fresh series, a fresh message. Uh, We just pray for open hearts this morning. We thank you for uh, your servant, Dave, God, that he would be a mouthpiece. Uh, to bring you glory and honor this morning. So, Lord, use him mightily. Speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Good morning. So, um, you know what I think we got to do, too, is uh, we don't typically do this, but I thought it was uh, helpful. Just give me a few seconds to pray for Pastor Mark. Uh, okay. So, uh, I don't know if you know, Mark's been, been uh, having some, like, just... Uh, he, he's been ill and, and sick and stuff. And so when I got a text message from Mark this week, and he was talking about, like, you know, considering speaking, um, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But then it made me, my next thought was like, man, we got to pray for Mark, because uh, it's a new year. And so if you would just uh, bow your heads with me, and let's um, pray for Mark. Heavenly Father, God, um, you know, with, uh, with all of us here today, God, we just want to lift up Mark to you. Uh, Lord, that uh, whatever is going on with him, you know, like physically and all, that you would heal him right now. As we speak right now, that he would feel uh, a great peace and healing. Uh, and that he knows, Lord, that, um, you know, all is in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> uh, so, this morning, uh, I want to give you a little bit of context. So, there's a teaching team, and that's Pastor Mark. Pastor Max and myself, and we got together um, late last year in, in December, kind of the middle part actually, and we were planning 2018. And we talked about all different things we, we felt maybe God was, was, was showing the church and what we wanted to, to make sure that there'd be a message on. Um, and then this series came up, um, and I, w- I will tell you, I was personally excited about this one. This is the Gospel of John, as Sonny had said. Pastor Sonny just talked about it. And um, I, I was excited about it because John has some personal meaning for me. <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to share with you a little bit about that this morning and why that is. And so my hope is that all of you would get so much out of this uh, as well. Uh, this series is 12 weeks, three months long. It's going to take us all the way to Easter. Uh, and it's exciting to me because it builds the foundation when you look at Easter it is about Jesus. And sometimes, depending where you are on your faith and understanding Christianity and all this stuff, um, 
Sometimes you go to Easter and you're like, is it about the bunny rabbit? <laughs> you know, is it about the the you know, finding eggs? What is that about? Um, and then and then you come to church and then they talk about this resurrection and Jesus and dying for us and it can be in some ways confusing to people. And so I think this 12 weeks is going to build a phenomenal foundation for that. Leads to Easter and then right after Easter we've got a, a really exciting another exciting series about what it looks like to then follow Christ. So you're you're in for uh, hopefully a, a treat. Uh, we have got a really good series uh, planned out for this year. So who is Jesus? Um, I didn't always believe there was a God. I think some of you know that. And uh, and and eventually I got to a point where I believed there was a God, but then I started to wonder why Christians thought that Jesus was God. And I had this theory that human beings um, from all different cultures, just they clothe God differently, right? So I had this theory that every religion describes, this, they're describing the same thing, and, um, but in their own way. So I thought like, you know, the Buddhists and the Hindus and the Muslims and the Christians, they're all kind of talking about the same God. They just clothed God differently. But then I read the book of John. And the first time I read the book of John was in August 1994. <laughs> so it's about like close to 24 years ago. And it changed my view. And it completely changed my life. And, um, and so that's what I'm going to share with you a little bit today, an intro of the book of John. And then we're going to go into these, these 12 weeks, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Now, the, the, there are 21 chapters in the book of John. There's 12 weeks of this series so you might be thinking, like, how does that happen, right? So we're pretty much going to, for a lot of weeks, double up chapters in a given week, okay? And, and so if you want to track along with us, um, there'll be something out next week that will show you uh, which chapters we're going through but which week. But by and large, you can be safe by reading two chapters a week, and I'll encourage you to do so. So a little bit about kind of the, my story, right, about John, the book of John and myself. Um, it goes like this. In 1994, there was a 20-something-year-old uh, woman from Hawaii named Tammy Chun, <laughs> uh, whose pastor, Mark Morimoto, suggested to Tammy that we go through the book of John together uh, in a Bible study format produced by this company called Nav Press, and they had this thing called the Life Change Series. And, and here it is. This is, this is exactly it. And when you go outside, um, there's actually, we, I think we, we're going to have a few copies already. Mark ordered a bunch of copies. And if you would like one, um, we're going to order some for you. So you just got to put your name out there, and we'll, we'll get it ordered to you pretty pronto. Um, but so let me go back to the story. So this young 20-something, Tammy Chun and I, <laughs> were friends. And uh, as her friend uh, Deborah used to say is, uh, we are friends with a, ca- oh, I, was, I was her friend with a capital F, if you know what I mean. Um, and technically, we weren't dating, okay? Um, but Tammy liked to say that it was this special relationship we had. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but, you know, we're closer than just friends, right? And um, Tammy sought a, a source of encouragement in her walk with Christ at this time. And um, I think... Um, she thought of her role was also to encourage me to keep seeking as well. 
because uh, she knew I, at that time I didn't believe in Jesus. Um, and I was, I, I think what you would call an agnostic, which pretty much means, yeah, okay, so there's a God, but I don't know how it all fits together. I'm kind of on the fence. And, but I, what I did believe at this time was that there was one all-powerful and all-loving God. And like I said, I thought all the religions kind of describe this one God the same way. And you may also remember, though, that in college, uh, one of my majors was philosophy. And that, to give you an example, I just really enjoyed researching and debating others about answers to like really big theological and existential questions. Uh, and uh, I was often found in the college campus debating all those Christian people <laughs> till like late at night. I mean, we would go at it for hours and hours and hours. And I'll share a little bit about that later. And um, Pastor Mark uh, used to tease me. To this day, he still teases me that I was on thin ice with Tammy at this time because um, uh, I didn't share her faith in Christ. And, and he's like, man, you're on, th- you were th- you were on thin ice. You're like this close. And, um, but you guys know the story, right? You know what happened. So here I am 24 years later. I'm married to that 20, former 20-something-year-old Tammy Chun uh, from Hawaii. I'm an elder in this church that we helped start like some almost 14 years ago today. And pivotal in deciding that Jesus is God was the book of John. And this is why I'm so personally so excited for us to go through these 12 weeks uh, with you. Wherever you are today, I'll let you know, wherever you might be in deciding that Jesus is God, and I know, there, you know there's a spectrum here, and I'm not gonna ask anyone to raise their hands or we're not gonna take a survey, but I truly believe that this is very normal even if you come to church every Sunday, that there's, there's different degrees in which people are like, yeah, Jesus is Lord. And then there's people who are like, yes, but still confusing, or you know, not sure, or kinda, I'm leaning, or whatever. Uh, the book of John, I firmly believe, with the Holy Spirit's guidance, is gonna speak to you as it did for me. So we're gonna start with um, why the book of John, okay? Um, and, and to do that, I, I wanna spend a little bit of time giving you a comparison of the Gospels, okay? So there are four books in the Bible, as you folks know, that they call collectively the Gospels, uh, translated to mean good news. It talks about Jesus' life on, on earth. And they appear in this order, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the first three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, they refer to them as the synoptic Gospels, Okay? It's a fancy word that just means uh, they are very similar in nature to each other. In, in the content and in the wording, uh, there, there's just the, the, the accounts of the stories are very, very similar. So they call them the synoptic, like they, they're similar in nature. But one is very different, and that's the book of John. And you don't even have to be this Bible scholar to see how different the book of John is in tone and in language, and even what the author writes about Jesus, uh, it just feels different, right? The others, you almost, in some cases, it's exactly almost word for word, but John is, is very different in that way. So in preparing for this message, I went to our in-house summa cum laude seminary master's degree graduate, Pastor Mark, <laughs> and I said, Mark, 
tell me, you know, in like your words, what is the differences between the gospels? Like what's the focus of the, of the different gospels? And, and he was sharing this stuff with me. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, I never heard that before. And then I also did some research. And then Tammy was doing some research for me as well. And so uh, I'm going to like kind of put two sentences because the purpose of this message is not to give you the comparison of the gospels, but just to give you a context for John. Now, the gospel of Matthew, as Mark would say, is like, it's about Jesus is king. Jesus is king. And, and primarily... This is a book that was written for the Christian Jews, okay? Uh, and it was to provide them evidence that Jesus was the Messiah that they talked about in the Old Testament. So when you look at the book of Matthew, you read the book of Matthew, there's a lot of references to the Old Testament. And uh, it, it talks about the prophecy of this king who's going to usher in a new kingdom. And, and that was a lot of what Matthew's focus is. So he's connecting the Old Testament with Jesus, the New Testament. Um, And that was the big thrust. Jesus is king. Now, the Gospel of Mark is Jesus as the Son of God. And this was primarily written for the Christian Romans. Um, And it focuses on encouraging encouraging and emboldening these people who are new Christians, right? Because they're they're Romans. Um, But emboldening them at a time when, guess you guys all know what happened to the Christians in Rome, right? Persecuted, and, uh, you know, there's there a lot of bad stuff that was happening to Christians in, in the Roman Empire. And so this was providing them encouragement and evidence for their boldness that Jesus is the Son of God, and he came on earth to do his Father's will. Now, the Gospel of Luke is Jesus as the Son of Man, and what does that mean, right? And Primarily, it was written for the non-Jews and the Gentiles, if you will, um, but it appealed a lot to the Greeks. Uh, the Bible is written in Greek. And the Greeks are, were known as people who they love to ponder humanity and uh, our life on earth. And so I think a lot of what Luke was spending time doing is talking about Jesus as a human being, right? Yes, he was God, but he also was a, a walking human being on this earth. And so when you read the book of Luke, it, it talks a lot about Jesus' human traits. And it is said that out of the 15 prayers that Jesus is recorded of in the, in the Gospels, 11 of those are found in Luke. So you see a very praying Jesus, just like us as humans. Our, our human condition is, you know, what do we do to connect to God is we, we pray to God. And that's what we see in the Gospel of Luke. And so then, with that context, now the Gospel of John. This one is Jesus is God. Jesus is God. And it was written for a very mixed audience here. It wasn't just dedicated to the Jews or the Gentiles. Um, But what sets the book of John apart from the Synoptic Gospels is that John spends quite a bit of time uh, providing evidence for the divine nature of Jesus. And it speaks directly to the question that you might have, is Jesus God? Like, who is this Jesus guy? And because of this, for those of you this morning who have any kind of inkling, stirring about how can I be sure Jesus is God, or if you've had friends or family who ask you that question and you don't quite know how to respond, I think this 12-week series and the book of John is going to be perfect for you. 
And so now, I, I, with that in mind, I think you can approach today's message and the next 12 weeks or 11 weeks after this in two ways, okay? You can approach it way number one, where you come every Sunday, you listen to the message, you might even take some good notes. Uh, you miss it, you can go to SoundCloud, huh? right? SoundCloud, we record our messages, we put it there, and you get your daily or weekly dose of God, and that's good, okay? That, that's, that's a fine thing, and you can do that. But, you know there's a but, right? The second way you can approach this is you show up every Sunday for these 12 weeks, you take good notes, you download as much as you can, but you also do this. You commit the time to really get into the book of John every week. Meaning, read at least two chapters a week when you come in here. Pick up the book, right? Um, Put your name on the list. We'll order one for you. We'll try to get it by next week, and you can go through it. Knowing that the Holy Spirit inspired the Gospel of John to provide the evidence that Jesus is God, you can, immer- you can choose to immerse yourself in the book. And this exact same Nav Press Bible study, Book of John, that I went through 24 years ago that changed my life, I am confident and I'm excited that it's going to change yours too. They're not, I'm not getting any commission on it from Nav Press, okay? <laughs> so that is just my honest um, heart for you guys. Um, and like I said, I'll, I'll put the, the list together of what chapters we plan to go through each week. So you want to track with us, uh, you can track with us. And maybe even uh, get a friend or two in a church who you see pick up the book or put their name and you might want to say, hey, you, you, you want to like get together during the week or what, right? You want to go have coffee or how about we just call each other for 30 minutes or something? Do something. Sometimes, as you know, it often helps to connect with people together. Uh, in fact, that's very biblical, uh, and in fact, I'll, I'll share with you at the end something I thought was pretty insightful that Tammy had written um, that speaks to that. So this series will provide you, I truly believe, an excellent foundation for the series that's going to follow, uh, as well as for Easter, and it'll equip you in 2018 really well. So let's get started. So um, what I'm going to do at the beginning here is give you some of the, the framework and tools that NavPress goes through. Uh, and, and helps you as you go through a book, a, a book, a Bible study like this. And the first thing is, it'll say, read the book in its entirety. Don't stop and ponder it, just, just read it through. Okay, so there's 21 chapters, read the book of John, and then it says, jot down what are some of your first impressions uh, that you get. And so here are some of mine, and I reread it again, um, and then uh, I wanted to share some of this with you, just so you can get a sense. Okay, so some of the first impressions I got after rereading the book again was that, there are some really bold statements that Jesus is God. There is like no sugarcoating it. It's not abstract. It's pretty clear. Jesus is saying he's God. Okay, so that, that's one of the things that I read. It like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's super clear. The second thing you'll see, well, I saw my impression when I read the book of John is there's also a really clear distinction between the father and the son, right? And I'll talk a little bit about that um, a little bit later. Then the other thing that was an impression I got is there's a lot of this I in him and him in me, and it showcases uh, the integrated nature, the unity of God. And so that was my my impressions uh, when I reread it again. And then there's some key words or phrases that appear over and over. That's the other thing that I've asked you to do. And so there's things like I am. Jesus says, 
I am the bread of life. I am the gate for the sheep, right? I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, the life. I am the vine. There's a lot of I ams. So, what, so what, why is it important? I think because, again, it's getting to like, who is Jesus? I am dot, dot. When he says, I am the vine, what does that mean? When he says, I am the good shepherd, what does that mean? What he says, when he says, like, I am the resurrection and the life. So when you read the book of John, you're like, oh, right? That's what he's saying. That's who he is. There's a lot about the father and the son. Again, there's a distinction and then there's a oneness. Pretty interesting stuff. Uh, he speaks with incredible authority in the book of John. He tells the, the, like the man, he goes, get up your mat and walk. Or tells the woman, go now and leave your life of sin. He speaks with such authority. They even talk about it in the, in the Bible, they, in the book of John, they're like, who is this dude? He just speaks with authority. No one speaks like this guy. He's not just a teacher. He's not just a prophet. There's something different about Jesus. He also has these, these phrases come up as like, time is not yet come. The hour has not yet come, right? So you'll read that his mother at, at this wedding banquet says, hey, uh, you know, they ran out of wine, Jesus, right? And then he's like telling his mom, man, you know, my time's not come yet, you know? Well, what does that mean? Well, it, to me, it meant like his ministry was planned from the very beginning. It had a beginning, it had an end, it was not like, hey, let's just go out there and then see where this thing ends. No, from the very beginning, Jesus had a plan and he followed through on God's will. He also talks a lot about the Father who sent me. Jesus keeps referring back to, I'm here because the Father sent me to do his will. He was on a mission. He had a purpose. And there's a lot of references as well to light and darkness that there's a contrast between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom here on earth. And that was an important distinction to make. The other thing that the tool that NavPress shares in their, in their Bible study is they said for each of these verses, and there's a bunch of them, they said give a title to each one. And, and the reason why they do this is because it helps you summarize in a very succinct way what the main content is of the passage and what's unique about that passage. So when you, when, for example, one of the verses they say is chapter one, verses one through 18, it says, fill in the blank, like what is that content and uniqueness of, of the first chapter, verses one to 18 all about? And so for me, I wrote down, Jesus as God is the source of all creation. And when you read it, you know what I mean because it starts so differently from the other uh, books of the Bible because it starts talking about the word, the word was with God before, you know. So you're like, what? What, what? What's he talking about? And what it talks about is how the divinity of Christ is defined at the very beginning of time. So there's, I don't have time to go through all of them here, but, you know, you can imagine now that I have this list, and I'm happy to share, if you guys want me to send this to you, I'm happy to send it, but there's a list of what I wrote down as like my summary of what these verses, each of these verses mean, and I tell you, it has been so helpful to go back and reference it. And I can go back and say, okay, well, when Jesus heals the official son, that's chapter 4, verse 43 to 54. When he says he's the good shepherd, it's chapter 10, verses 1 to 21. And then in summary, you start looking and it's like, it's all about Jesus and who he is. The other thing they talk about is that in, in uh, 
chapter 20, verses 30 to 31, John, the author of the, of the book, one of the apostles' disciples, he actually states his purpose of writing this book entirely. And it, it says this, he says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, right? But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. This is why John wrote the book, right? That you can believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And then, and then in my own words, I write, I believe the main purpose of John is to illustrate the character of Jesus and how this character mirrors God the Father. And in doing so, you, when you see Jesus, you see God. So I'm going to make it, um, so that's kind of the, the, the intellectual side. That's the Bible study side. I want to spend a few minutes in the time we have to make it a little bit more personal now. What, what did I personally get out of the book of John that changed my life? And maybe I'm hoping this can help you in some way. However deep and uh, you got in, you've gotten into the book of John, um, and hopefully this will help. Some of you may recall that I have a college friend who remembers uh, when I debated Christians on campus, right? And, and he, he had told me, you know, now that I'm a Christian and all this, he's like, Dave, did you guys ever tape the debates? Man, I wish you taped those debates, man. Because what did they say to, like, change your view? Like, how did it happen, right? And the truth is that even if we had taped the debates or we could travel back in time, it wasn't the intellectual arguments uh, in themselves that led me to believing that Jesus is Lord. There were several things, such as, uh, I think I've shared this before, there was a dream I had one summer uh, before my junior year when I saw this really bright light. And it wasn't blinding, but it was completely warm and full of love that I've never known. And I thought I heard the voice of Jesus himself saying, why don't you believe in me? Why don't you believe in me? And it's still vivid to me today. And that same feeling of love and warmth that came over me back then uh, happened when I was awake and alone in my college dorm room. And then it began this process, which was step one for me is, okay, there is a God. And here's what I know about this God. He's an all-loving God who cares deeply about little old me, this little speck of dust in the universe. And it's an encounter I hope I'll, I'd never forget in my entire life. But I didn't become a Christian yet at that point. See, because I felt like there was this all-loving God, but then I was like, who is this Jesus guy? And that's when my friend with a capital F came in. And, and, and Tam went through the, the Bible study in the book of John, and the book of John, for me, did, did a few things. One, it made clear the distinction between God the Father and God the Son. And, and to be frank, up until reading the book of John, this, this Trinity concept, where it was the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit uh, was confusing. Um, you know, Christians were saying, Jesus is Lord and God, but in the same breath, they're going, thank you, Father. I'm like, what? Right? And on an occasion, I'd hear somebody say something about a spirit, and I kept thinking, what is going on? And this is where John masterfully makes the distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and also the unity of the three. But then, why is Jesus God and, and the same as God, you know, was 
was another thing I kept wrestling with. And then there are two key insights in the book of John that impacted me personally. And the first thing was the miracles. There are so many miracles uh, accounted for in the book of John. There's the, the changing of water to wine, uh, giving the sight man, uh, giving the blind man sight when he was born blind. Um, there was knowing about this woman's life that no one could have or should have known. Uh, there was healing of official son, feeding the 5,000 with the five loaves of bread and two fish and having leftover, uh, walking on water, and even raising a man from the dead who had died for four days, who had been dead for four days. It challenged me because I started to say, are these stories or did this really happen? And you're going to have to decide for yourself. And when you read the book of John, uh, is this for real? And I'll tell you this, for me, when I looked at it, I said, you know, there are people who lived during that time. They saw what Jesus had done. They seen these miracles or they knew people who said they saw these miracles. And those are the same people who were persecuted and died. Now, would someone die and be persecuted for a made-up story? Would they do that? And to me, the miracles really did happen. And if it really did happen, then the next thing was, okay, then Jesus is saying it's happening because it's testimony that he is God. That's a big deal. For this guy, human guy, that in some people, if I live there like, and, and I'm, I'm in the town, I'm going, isn't that Joseph's son? What do you mean he's God? I mean, it, starts to, it kind of ruffles your feathers, right? It'd be like, this dude is either crazy, like a lunatic, he thinks he's God, he's a pretty good liar, or he's God. And so these miracles, as Jesus' proof points, challenge you to say, you believe it or not? And if you believe these miracles actually happen, and these are historic fact, then it leads you down a whole journey of saying, what are the implications then? Because, and it's the same, it's the same challenges all the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders had at Jesus' time where they, 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 had, they were always wrestling about this. They said, you know what? He is healing people. There's that guy, the paralytic guy. There's the blind guy that now can see. We talked to his parents. They're like, yep, that's the same guy. Our son was born blind. And you know that guy, Lazarus? He was in the tomb. He was dead for four days. And yes, he's alive now. We don't know what's going on. And they're like, so no one can do that except for God. And then, but Jesus is saying he's God and we don't like that, so they were stuck. Well, guess what? You're going to be in the same position. If you believe in the miracles of the Bible and Jesus is saying, I perform these miracles on the authority of he who sent me and you know, I am him and he and me, it's going to challenge you. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was the character of Jesus himself. Now, I'm on this journey at that time in 94, and I believe in this all-loving God. And what I began to see as I read through the book of John is Jesus' character. And, and it culminated for me in chapter 17. Chapter 17 is Jesus' prayer. And it is, in fact, the longest recorded prayer of Jesus in the Bible. And that can be a whole message unto itself. I'll, I'll just suffice for now to say this, is that it is a prayer of intercession. 
meaning that Jesus is praying for us. And the character of love and sacrifice in chapter 17 is so powerful and that his mission, his unity with the Father is so clear that it, 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 it was just like this light bulb went on. It was this light bulb moment for me. And then what I began to see was that what binds the Father and the Son, Jesus, and us is his love, his unconditional love for us. And that, in his words in 17, is what I experienced in my dream and when I was awake in my college dorm room. I was like, oh man, I see it. You know? And I think I shared that with Tammy. She's like, what? And then I, and my next door neighbor is Jonathan Liu and I knocked on John and I'm, and I'm crying, I'm a mess. And I'm like, I think I see. He's like, what do you see? I said, like, you know, Jesus, he's God. It's like, how do you know? What, what happened? I said, because the character of God is reflected in Jesus as I'm reading it in the, in the book of John. And so the questions that um, I'm looking to answer going through this Bible study again is that no, there's three things. Knowing that, God knowing that we would read this text in 2018 and, and yet all of this happened thousands of years ago, what application does God want for our lives from having read the book of John? The second thing is, if we take every miracle performed as historical fact, how would we explain it other than Jesus is God? And the third thing is just, just kind of throw it out there is, do people need miracles to believe that Jesus is God? I don't know. I'm going to find out in the next 12 weeks for me. But in conclusion, uh, in the front cover of the book of the John Bible study that Tammy wrote in August 1994, she, she writes the following. And I already cleared it with her, so she's okay. She didn't write anything too damaging, K-Tab. But it said, please pray that God will protect us. Make this study fruitful. Help us seek him first. And keep us on track and focused on him, his word, and this study. I pray and trust that God will use this study and each other to help us grow in him. And then she quotes Philippians chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And you know what, you guys, this is my same prayer for you this morning. Where are you in your belief and trust that Jesus is more than just an amazing teacher, that Jesus is more than just a prophet, that Jesus is Lord? Where are you right now? And in this new year, my encouragement to you would just be this. Don't let this series pass you by without first committing yourself to answering Truly answering, who is Jesus? And I can guarantee you it's going to be well worth the journey. Well worth the journey. Now, I know there's a whole spectrum of us in this room. There's people who've grown up in the church. Ever since they were a kid, they never almost questioned who Jesus is and if he's Lord. And there's people who are on the other end of the spectrum who are saying, you know, Dave, I just come because he or she told me to come. And I don't, really know if I buy into this stuff. Wherever you are on the spectrum, I'm going to say, the book of John is, is 
something that I, I know is going to speak to you. Okay? You stand with me. We'll close in prayer. And um, again, feel free to sign up out there um, and we'll go order you these books. Um, and uh, some of it's kind of heady stuff, meaning like, you know, it, it's meant to be pretty intellectual in nature. Uh, maybe for those of you who love that stuff, perfect. If that's not you, um, don't get stuck on it. I mean, I, I think uh, the Holy Spirit can work in everyone in, in every way. So, um, but start somewhere. Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, just like Tam's prayer and, and writing in that cover in 94, and uh, as you speak to us through so many verses in the Bible, God, I, I want to first thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Jesus, that you came here and you modeled for us the character of God the Father. I ask that uh, everyone here this morning who's not here by accident, that I know is here for a purpose, that you would speak to them. That through this series, through the book of John, that it was made so different from the other three gospels, that through the book of John, that people just eat it up. And they're like, yeah, I get it. And that you would change lives as a result. So can we thank you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.